Hey, it's Nikki. If you're tuning into this podcast, chances are high that you experience at least occasional moments of overwhelm, resistance, lack of inspiration, and general WTF, can I even do this? Moments. Yes? Well, I made something for you. It's called the Naptime Empire Survival Guide, an email and audio series specifically curated to help you shift out of overwhelm, comparison, hiding in the bathroom, and back into inspired aligned action. We're talking unfiltered stories and insights from entrepreneurial moms who get this life, plus tried and tested tools to use when your brain is full, your energy's drained, and you could use some help getting your spark back. It's all delivered right to your inbox, organized neatly in emails that you can store up for a rainy day and come back to as often as you need to. As a fun bonus, you'll also get an invite to join my private Facebook community so you can get behind the scenes scoop on the Naptime Empires book and first dibs on my most recent offers as they come to life. Visit naptimeempires.com slash guide to secure your copy and I'll meet you in your inbox. All right, now back to the episode. You're listening to the Naptime Empires podcast with my mom, Nikki Ellidge Brown. Mom, your show's on. Thanks, bud. I got it from here. Welcome to the Naptime Empires podcast, refreshingly honest conversations on the realities of parenthood and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Nikki Elledge Brown. Let's get started. Holly Gillen of Holly G Studios helps high-performing leading ladies save time on both sides of the camera by teaching them the skills they need to create not just video, but business cinema. Videos with a plan, purpose, system, and strategy that move your business forward with a bigger mission. She's also a mom to two little guys and one of the biz buddies that I've known since the start. Of course, we met via Facebook when we were both getting started, but we actually got to meet in person shortly thereafter when Bryson and I headed to Connecticut, which is where Jeremy was doing some Navy training at the time. And then again in 2016, when I had the vision to bring Naptime Empires to visual life with our mutual friend, Sarah Ashman, who we've got a few episodes back in season two, Holly drove down from New York to be our videographer on set for the entire Naptime Empires photo shoot. And it's some of my favorite video ever because one, it's great for like Naptime Empires marketing purposes, of course. (laughs) I'm sure I'll be using a lot of it still when we're promoting the book and all of that moving forward. But it also doubles as home videos. It was just such a fun and special trip with my sister Stacy and both of the boys. It was just a really, really fun and special few days. So thank you again, Holly, for making that trip for us. And back to you, here's what you can look forward to in this conversation. We talk about how Holly's business shifted after the birth of each of her sons, how to stand out by showcasing who you are through the use of video, why video is the easiest and fastest way to create connections with people, especially now when so many people are missing in-person social connection, fun ideas for how she used video collaborations during her maternity leave, ideas for repurposing video, and how to get started. Hope you enjoy. All right, Holly, we had to press record before you got into (laughs) juicy details about what life has been looking like over there, but that's exactly what we're going to start with which is just setting the frame of reference. So I know that you've got now two little ones, two two little roomies over there in addition to building your business. But can you just rewind a little bit to like when you started your business, when Roman, who's now two, came into the picture and how that transition has been? Just set us up. Sure. Sure. So I started my online business in 2013 and never looked back. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I think that's actually when you and I met back in 2013, which 2013. it seems like forever ago. It does. Oh my gosh. We're OGs. A whole lifetime. A whole digital <laughs> lifetime. That's a whole online business lifetime. Really. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then I had Roman in 2018 and completely like revamped my entire business. I was like, this is not going to work. I got to move this. I got to change this. I want to do this differently because having a child, as you know, completely changes your perspective on life. Yeah. So with my first one, I definitely was like complete overhaul. It was like, I'm going to change this, do this different. So then, what were you doing? Like, what were you changing different? Like once well, he came around, what shifted? So besides the obvious, the having a person to take care of and yes. all that, but business wise, what were you like? Okay. You know, that's not going to work anymore. Business wise, I really wanted to have dedicated time for Roman and then dedicated time for my business. So 
before he came, there was a lot of time for experimentation and Mm -hmm. just kind of like procrastinating planning and like doing all the things. And then once he came, I was like, whoa, 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 I only have this window of time to actually get any work done. Yep. So I was like, okay, cool. So what do I, what like what's working? What's not working? Mm -hmm. What do I want to work on? What's Mm -hmm. important? What's going to move the needle? You know, all those things. Those are great questions to have in mind. Like that's a great just mental role and list of like, these are the questions to ask yourself when you only have so much time. What's working? What do I want to be working on? Like how much time do I actually have? Exactly. So, you know, after being honest with myself, I was like, okay, I was running a membership and I I started it with great intentions and it was, it was wonderful in the sense that it was value packed. It had, you know, all of the information, but there was no driving force behind it. Meaning like I equate it to like a big giant swimming pool. It was like a big giant swimming pool. You can come in, you can like wade in the Mm. shallow end. You can jump off into the deep end and hopefully you don't, you know, hit the bottom down there. Or you could just hang out on the the, the chairs on the edge and tan yourself, Mm -hmm. not even getting in. Maybe you want to just dip a toe in. And I was like, you know what? This isn't working. Yeah. This swimming pool membership just is not working for me. So I, you know, I went back to the drawing board and I created a very, con- very condensed version of that membership and turned that into an eight week course, which okay. I launched several times through the year after Roman was born. And I really, you know, went full force into that and I absolutely loved it. And once Leland was born, I was like, okay, we're going to go through this whole process of reevaluating everything again and really kind of figuring out what's the direction I want to be going, what's working, what's moving the needle, what what am I enjoying? Because now I have even less time. Mm-hmm. And, and I so- even- I was going to just note and timestamp us that at the moment that we're recording this, which is May 2020, Leland, the little guy, is three months old. So you had, so 2018, so a couple years almost yeah. to where you were doing. So primarily you were doing the course, the eight-week course, once Correct. you shifted it from the membership. Okay. Yep. Okay. And so, yeah, now what's shifting this time? So what shifted this time was I really wanted to get back to that like community feel. Back in 2014, 2015, 2016, I was running these challenges called, originally they were called Zero to Video Hero. And then they I transitioned that into From Start to Star. And they were video challenges to help people overcome their fears of video. And there was so much community camaraderie and I absolutely loved everything about them. Mm. And I, I really wanted to get back to that. So I knew after Leland was born, I wanted to kind of incorporate that back in somehow and really start doing those challenges again. So I brought those back and I've been loving it. It has been amazing. And the on the membership front, there was an idea that I had been kind of mulling on for, I, I would say at least 12 months, if not longer. So it was sometime during when I was launching the online courses throughout the year after Roman was born that I had come up with another idea of like a subscription service where you get video ideas. Cause a lot of times people have trouble coming mm. up with ideas and yeah. also need help with execution. Cause I felt like that was one of the things that was missing from the membership group. It was a lot of information, but not a lot of action. Yeah. There was nothing driving the action. It was like, you can come in, it was like a library. You can come in and peruse all of the information that you wanted, yeah. which was great, but there wasn't- Like no, Hotel California, they're coming in and they're getting the information and then never leaving. They're not doing anything else. Exactly, that. exactly. Yeah. And that wasn't, that wasn't satisfying for me. And I can imagine it wasn't satisfying for um, the people in the membership, and I didn't want to continue down that road. So the this idea of the subscription service- um, with ideas and execution had just been kind of mulling around for a really long time. And I, it was almost like I, I, I had been, you can't see me, but I'm like literally like moving my hands around. Like I was just like <laughs> Rubik's cubing it. And I was like, what about if I do it like this? And what about if right. I do it like that? And what if it looks like this? And what if it's like daily? And then what if it's weekly? And what if it's kind of like this? And, and I, I really couldn't nail it down until after Leland was born. I and mean, after Leland was born, I was like, this is what it is. I got it. And um, it is like a monthly action pack and it's based on 
the month and you plan a month ahead and it's ideas, execution, strategy, systems, plans, checklists, formulas, processes. It's like all the things I wish I had when I started Mm. to make it super easy to make the videos and everything is based on the month ahead. So there's a driving force to it. I love that because so many of us have this fantasy of one sweet day, I'm going to batch content, you know, and it's going to be, <laughs> uh, and then it's like, uh, okay, but when it's time crickets, what do I say? What am I going to put? So that's really cool that it has that baked in factor of like, yeah, get ahead of the game and give yourself, give your future self that gift of finding a way to share your message and to contribute and to add value to the world with In a very guidance. strategic, strategic yeah. way. So the strategy was really one of the, like the main components of it, because I feel like people do, you know, create content and they're like, I got the ideas, I'm making this stuff. But then they're like, but why is nothing happening? Right. Right. Okay. And so did you, you've created that already? We're definitely going to be adding hashtag all the links to the show notes for sure. So did you create that in this time that he's been three months old and your husband's been quarantined at work or like, is this in the works or what's the status of it? Yeah, I'm, I'm launching right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Right. So tell us more. So also while we're recording this, it's, it's quarantine pandemic time. And yeah. you mentioned right before we started recording that your husband was quarantined at work for a good chunk yes. of the last couple months. Yes. So uh, fortunately and unfortunately, so fortunately he had paternity leave. So he was home for Six weeks once Leland was born, which was amazing. Yeah. And, okay. um, you know, as I was recovering from and, you know, enjoying my cocoon with my little, mm-hmm. my little squishy, I was, you know, thinking about all the things and putting all the pieces together and, you know, working when I can. Hashtag naptime empires. That's right. Which I have a funny story to talk about after. Okay. I'll, I'll note it over here and we'll come In back. relation to, to that. Um, so, wa- so then, you know, my husband goes back to work. Then, like this happens, everybody's, you know, quarantined. So his whole work situation got completely changed. He is an essential employee. And to minimize the back and forth between the employees coming in and out of the building and to minimize any risk to anybody in the building or out of the building and also to maintain their staff because there's only a limited number of men working qualified to do the job that he does. They decided that they were going to do two weeks lockdown at his job. So he had to get tested and then he got locked down for two weeks at his job. So I'm home with a two-year-old, a three-month-old or a two-month-old and um, yeah. Trying to uh, launch a product. <laughs> trial, trial by fire. I, that's okay. So what did you learn about yourself in this time? Like what were some of the reflections and the lessons like while you're in it? It's like, oh, wow. Like I remember because Jeremy deployed for, it was just a half deployment when Diki was three weeks old. So Bryson was four, but Diki was three weeks old and Jeremy was going to be gone for about three months. And um, my parents had been visiting, but then when they left, I was like, okay. Here we go. And that's when it was so clear to me. But again, this is different. This was a perk of not being in a quarantine situation. I was like, I got to hire another adult who can come sit while I take a nap. Like someone who's loving and capable because I need to take a freaking nap because it was so different than with Bryson the first time around because we could just sleep until whenever. But Bryson was in preschool. And so we needed to get up and out of the house. And I was like, oh yeah, there, this is this is a dance. This is tricky. This is actually painting how I'm looking at fall 2020 because I'm like, maybe it's time to try the homeschool thing. It's nice to wake up when we want to wake up <laughs> without packing up a little one in the, in the car seat. But what were some of those lessons for you whenever he first left? Like, how did you feel about that? It, it was, <laughs> it was a whole new world, a whole yeah. new world. Um, thankfully, let me just add this right away. Thankfully, we have a babysitter and our babysitter had been isolating herself and only working with us. Okay. So That's she great. was able to come and help me. Hallelujah. Or then, you know, she usually only comes in two days a week. Um, so she was like, okay, I can, I can come in more and for longer. Mm. And I was like... Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because 
the first time I had to do bath and bedtime alone, oh man, I was like, this is not, this is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. It's like, I can't be two people at the same time. Right. And, you know, if one is crying and the other one needs, you know, I'm not going to leave one of them in the bathtub alone. So I'm like, right. oh, you know, like you just, you just, it's, your heart breaks because one, you know, they both need you at the same time, but you mm-hmm. can only help one. Yeah. So, you know, just getting through that and all of the, all of the feels that come along with the emotional roller coaster of trying to be everything to everyone, including yourself at all times, it was and is still, it's, it's like literally just surviving sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not for the faint, I tell you that. And that's a thing. I mean, when you go from one to two, and you're like, at least when you're solo in theory outnumbered, like that's a mental challenge. I think for a lot of parents, whenever you're growing your family and you're trying to wrap your head around, what's it going to be like to have more than one. And then you have those flashes to those awful worst case scenarios of like, I can't hold you all. (laughs) Especially now as we're about to have three, I'm like, okay. And there are benefits and drawbacks to it all. And we'll figure it out and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, those are those moments, like you said, with bathtub. And especially, I don't even know what it's like to have a two year spread or less than two year spread, you know, Bryson was self-sustaining to a large degree. I say, I joke that he was like in evergreen mode, <laughs> you know, because he was four, he was potty trained, like he was great for flights and all of that stuff. But at two, I mean, that's still really little. Yeah. So that's I a literally, lot. I'm literally like changing diapers and feeding people all day long. Right. Yeah. It's like an ever, never ending cycle. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, how's it one o'clock already? I'm like, I haven't eaten lunch. I'm like, I have just changed diapers and fed people all day. Yeah. It's, it's meaningful work. Thank you for adding humans into our (laughs) society. (laughs) And then also having your outlet, like how was it when you were fitting in your work and creating this new thing during all that time? Like, was it during nap times? What did you do? I would recommend like Cheerios and Netflix a lot in the days (laughs) when it was just me and Bryson. But like, how did you start to create? And did you plan on starting to create so soon? Or did you plan to take any time off? And then you were like, yeah, I don't actually want or need it. Like, what was that? I did. I did plan a maternity leave and people were like, did you even go on maternity leave? (laughs) Because I had scheduled out so much content for while I was gone. Yeah. But that allowed me, because I was like, I'm still working. I can't not work. Because that for me is my, that's my meditation. That's my, this is my like place to um, like recharge. I recharge when I work. Um, I recharge when I work. I recharge when I work out. Like those are the things that, is our my self care. <laughs> yes. I'm so I enjoy it so that. much. So I fit it in when when I could fit it in. And you know, because I had a newborn, like it wasn't like I was up pulling all nighters. Like that just wasn't an option. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where, you know, b- prior to having Leland, um, you know, third trimester sleeping is a challenge. Mm-hmm. So I was up late at night and early in the morning, just kind of tooling away on the computer and, you know, putting things into motion and setting things up for my maternity leave and and still kind of like noodling on this idea and Rubik's cubing it and, and figuring out what it was going to be. And, you know, I had planned on launching it May, 2020 without knowing that we were going to be in a pandemic Mm -hmm. (laughs) and all of the things would be going on, but I was committed to making it happen either way. So I have to thank Boppy. (laughs) Okay. Boppy, thank you so much for the Boppy carrier because you have allowed me to work (laughs) from my dad. Sponsored by. (laughs) Sponsored by hashtag. That would be um, really smart though, because it's like Naptime Empires. Well, sometimes they're not asleep, but they're awake and content to be on you. And sometimes they can sleep on you while you do it. Exactly. So um, that allowed me to work while my older son was napping and Leland would sleep on me while I sat at my desk and mm-hmm. worked. So this is where the getting really focused. Yeah really comes into play. So, I mean, it's a combination of, this is what has helped me get focused. Two children (laughs) and a couple of apps. (laughs) Yeah. What are your apps? What apps have you used? So one of my favorite new apps that I use, so I've used, I'm an appaholic. Okay. 
self-proclaimed alcoholic. <laughs> I have used and tried everything. Um, and my favorite two right now are Trello and an app called Sunsama. Okay. Sunsama, S-U-N-S-A-M-A. Okay. And Sunsama is really what keeps me super focused. So what is it? Sunsama is a, it's a tool that lets you put in your, your to-do items, categorize them with, in, in specific channels. So the only channels that I allow into my, my tool here are channels that are of my focus. Okay. If it doesn't fall into one of these channels, it doesn't even get put on this list. And if it doesn't get put on this list, it means that it's not getting done. And if it's not getting done, then it means it's not a priority for me. Right. Okay. So, so what's, but then do you have other things that don't go in there that are on Trello just as like your brain bank of these are the overflow things eventually? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So there's some stuff in Trello that's just kind of overflow. And then Sansama also has like an archive, like if it's been on your list for a certain amount of time, then it just gets put in the backlog. Okay. And then also tasks that have rolled over for at least four consecutive days. Then oh, that's smart. move into, you know, <laughs> Those are the ones that are haunting you. <laughs> exactly. They move into the archive and then you have the opportunity to look at it every day and go, all right, is this important now? Mm-hmm. Can I move it back into the play area? And like the play areas, like you see, you know, a week at a time and you can move tasks around and it tracks your time and gives you reports and tells you like, all right, are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? It checks in with you every week with like, this is what you did. This is where you spent your time. Is it working out? That is really smart. And I'm thank you for sharing that. I'm absolutely going to link to it for anyone who's interested right now listening to it because that's it's basically like the things that we kind of try to do, you know, on our own loosely. I do. I always just do random pieces of paper. <laughs> That's my style. Um, but it's like, those are all the things that my best self when I'm really thinking about it is tracking. Okay. Well, have I kept moving this day to day to day? Has this actually gotten done? Does it actually need to get done? Where did I spend my time? Like it's, it's a very powerful reflection. So that's cool. Thank you for sharing your apps. Yeah. I have not found a tool that works quite like this. And like I said, I've used them all. Yeah. And this one so far, the best. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. And also thank you for sharing about how, and I, and I want to talk about like the content that you created ahead of time and all of that too, but it is just, it's such a personal decision. And for some it's driven by finances because it's like, nope, the way that the world is set up and the way that small business goes, I literally am not yet able to afford taking that time off. I haven't set that up just yet. You know, I had a conversation with my friend, Adrian Dorison with Clockwork, and we talked about ideas of setting up the business so that it can continue to grow, or at least thinking about how it could potentially grow even when we step away from it. But for people who aren't just there yet, financially, it may just not be an option yet to pause and take that time off, but also just mentally, spiritually, energetically, like you shared, this is, this is what you love to do. This is your way of recharging. This is what lights you up. This is your contribution. And so you didn't want to take a break and that's totally fine. And I think that sometimes we get confused in feeling like it has to look a certain way, but none of this ish looks any given way. (laughs) Like it really is what's best for us at the time. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm glad that you shared that. Yeah. And what works for me may not work for you. So don't, you know, and this is another thing I feel like since I've become a mom, like there's a lot of like, how would I describe it? (laughs) Like if your mom life doesn't look like somebody else's mom life, like you're failing somehow or you're not living up to, or everybody's life is completely different. Plus, I mean, you can't always judge somebody's front facing Instagram, social media life, compared to what's actually happening. Totally. I yeah. call it the highlight reel versus the highlight R-E-A-L. <laughs> the highlight exactly. Reel. And it's not that anyone's trying to be intentionally deceiving because I mean, and I use this description of like, you could see somebody at the playground and assume, oh, they must come all the time. That must be a really engaged parent, blah, blah, blah. And it could be like the one time they've gone this year. And it's not like they're trying to lie to me and be like, I'm a perfect parent with my kid at the playground and I'm so engaged right now. It's like, it's just limit words and images just limit truth and reality. So we're always perceiving through such a tiny filter and pretending that we know so much more of the story than we ever really can. 
Absolutely. And we are projecting onto people's things. And because for me, I'll speak for myself. Like sometimes I'm like, am I doing it right? Am I, am I, you know, is this what it's supposed to look like? Is this Mm -hmm. what it's supposed to feel like? And so much shame and guilt and all of like, you go down this whole rabbit hole of, am I damaging my children? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Am I being a good mom? Yeah. And I think usually when we care enough to ask those questions, the answer is no and yes. Yes. (laughs) And that we're we're, we're figuring it out as we go. And yeah, it's always a work in progress. But speaking of highlight reels, um, let's just shout out to 2016, Holly, who captured our entire Naptime Empire photo shoot. Because I I remember when we were scheduling... I was scheduling it with Sarah and my sister Stacy was flying out with me and Deacon and Bryson. And I was like, I can't remember if she proposed it or if I was like, could we get video? And she said, you might be interested or available to come down. And I was like, yes. Cause if I'm trekking these humans all the way across the ocean and across the country, we got to document every bit. And I am so like, I'm so mm. grateful for the footage that we got. It's just, it's like home movie, but it's also really great marketing material. We'll be busting it out more for book launch and stuff too. But like, that was so special, Holly. Thank you so much for coming down and doing that. I loved being a part of that project. And note to the funny story I was going to tell earlier that I mentioned was, you know, during this whole shoot in Naptime Empire um, shoot that you did with Sarah and I was there filming the behind the scenes. I remember thinking, wow, this is so clever, but like, I totally didn't get it. <laughs> I had no clue. And I know I mentioned this to you before, but I was like completely clueless when it came to parenting and what that even meant. I thought, oh yeah, that's cool. That's clever. Um, but no clue that Na- and now I totally get what Naptime Empires means. <laughs> yes, you're living it and redefining it, it in your own form, which is awesome. So I want to hear more about, like, let's just talk about video and speaking of how just an image and just a word can limit things. I mean, even video is one way that we can paint a fuller picture and people can get to see more about how we actually are and how we speak and present and our quirkiness and all of that. So what is it about video that feels so meaningful to you? Like, why is this something that you care about so much specifically? Because your clients and students are all small business owners, right? Correct. Okay. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. So what is it about, I mean, I have my own thoughts and feelings, but I want to hear your take. Like, why does video matter so much to you and the impact that you see it having with your clients and students? I, I love this question. Thank you so much for asking. I, it is, for me, I always say video is you when you can't be there, right? And video is, with video, there is no competition, right? And I think some people are in super competitive industries and the only way they can stand out is by being them. And the best way to showcase who they are is through the use of media video. Yeah. And video is your voice. It's your personality. It's your tone. It's the way you talk. It's the words you use. It is your personality. It's how people connect and relate to you. It's especially when you're running an online business, it is the easiest and fastest way to create connections with people because they literally cannot be in the same room with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, and now with the the pandemic and all the social isolation and everything else. Like you can't even have a conversation with somebody in the same room right now. Um, So video is really the only way to communicate with people, whether it's through a Zoom meeting or um, a um, video chat with your phone or you're creating video content and posting that online for people to see. That's true. I guess I didn't even think about that part, how so many more people are on video than ever imagined they would be or feel comfortable with. Exactly. So, hence all the Zoom memes and horror horror stories about people oh. not realizing I can't I can't even mention the one that you probably know that I'm talking about. I'm like, please tell me this is fake. Please tell me this is fake. That she <laughs> her video is on. But there's so many people now exploring what this is, or people who have built their businesses around speaking in person. Yes. And now the travel is limited or the events are postponed or whatever. And it's like, okay, how can you be engaging and connect? Mm-hmm. When you're not in the room. Yep. And all the teachers who are now having to teach, mm-hmm. you know, um, online. Yeah. <sighs> so many things. Online, video, yes, yes, yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. So what are the things, like what are the things that are sticky for people? And and what about people who are like, yeah, but I'm not great on video or I'm not this, you know, there's like a typical personality that people expect they need to be allowed outgoing or witty or clever or whatever. And it's like, yeah. And well, at least with, when I was helping people with copy, I'm like, but you are who you are when you're walking around the planet talking to people and that's enough and worthy, you know, so you yeah. don't have to put on a caricature to pretend to be a certain way. So what do you tell people who are like, yeah, I'm just, but I'm not great. I'm not great for video. I, I say that's, you know, those are the lies you tell yourself. Yeah. But everybody, first of all, sec, and then well, above and beyond that, like nobody starts out great. I, I tell people you need to make a hundred terrible videos. Yeah. I did not start out great. Anybody who you see looking great and fabulous right now did not start out great, yeah. but it's a journey. And in order to get to where you want to go, you have to get in the car, you have to drive the miles. Yeah. So you have to get in front of the camera and you have to make the videos, which if I can circle back to the From Start to Start Challenge, that's where this magic comes in for me because that's where I help people realize that. Um, that it's okay for you to be exactly who you are on camera as you are in, in person and mm -hmm. you are enough as you are. Praise him. And there's so much that comes up during these challenges. I just finished one and it's, it's so like, it just, I equate it to watching roses bloom. Mm. It's literally like that beautiful for me. And the, the transformations that occur during these 15-day challenges, 15 days, you literally make a video for 15 days. By day three, people were like, oh, I see a change already. By day seven, people are like, I'm, not, I'm never going back. Um, you know, by the time we get to day 15, people are like, you have changed my life. Wow. And I'm not even exaggerating. I'm not being dramatic. I'm not a right. dramatic person. Yeah. I'm being honest. Like this yeah. has literally changed people's lives. And from that point forward, like, I don't care if you continue to work with me, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm so glad that I've had the opportunity to shape this one small part of your life and to give you the power that was in you all the time. Yeah. And it's so powerful because it's just about, like you said, giving them help. You're just drafting the permission slip. It's up to each of us to give ourselves the permission. It's not like we need it externally. We just think that we do sometimes, yep. but it's like to to say like, yeah, I'm worthy of taking up some space on this planet and sharing Absolutely. a message and adding my, because I think it's easy for us to be like, mm, but it's so noisy and there's so many people already. And it's like, right, but you can give yourself permission to take up the space that you were designed to create no more and no less. It's not like you're trying to hog the internet and be like, no one listened to anyone but me. But also like, you have a voice to contribute to this chorus of humanity. And if you don't share it, then we miss out on it forever. Or I was, yes. I don't know if it'll make it into my book, but I was doodling and, and had this idea of like, cause we've been doing puzzles and whatever. And it's like, it's like all of humanity is working on this one big puzzle and everybody has a piece. And if you don't actually show up and express yourself and live according to your values and what actually really lights you up, then it's like at the end of humanity, they get and they're like, last piece, last piece, who's got it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh, no. And it's like, oh no, that was Holly in 2020 and she never spoke up. Dang it. And then like the whole puzzle is screwed now because you didn't show up and share your piece, you know? So I love that analogy. That's such a great analogy. It's like, love that. Just the one piece and, and that's the whole picture. So every single piece matters and every single person matters. And so it is such a beautiful thing to help, especially in a community. I mean, that's really just smart because it feels like, oh, okay, I'm not the only one doing it. Everybody's feeling a little awkward and uncomfortable. That's How often thing, do yeah. you do that? How often do you do the challenge? Well, I just started bringing them back and okay. I plan on doing them every couple of months. Okay, cool. We'll definitely link link those up. And if you're feeling nervous about video, then let Holly help you yeah. get over that. I mean, that. It, it, it's not, it, I say this, this challenge is built for anybody in any lane. So if you want to okay. come in and you want to get more comfortable with the behind the scenes, because this is, it also helps you with that. Because if you've, you know, in theory, you want to make video, but you've never actually touched any of the equipment that allows you to create the video. Yeah. Then there's that whole unknown that's kind of like keeping you stuck. Yeah. So, you know, it gives you an opportunity to experiment with that in a safe place 
where you're not like creating a video and then you have to publish it to CNN tomorrow, right? Because mm-hmm. that's not, we don't want, that's not, <laughs> that's not what's happening. We want you to practice and get comfortable. So if that's what you want to work on, then work on that. If you've already made dozens of videos, but you're still not really feeling a hundred and you want to just up your video game even that much further, then come in and work on, on whatever it is that you want to work on. Yeah, you will get something out of it, no matter where you are. Even with me, like I feel really comfortable on video and have because I used to, I mean, granted, I, in my early childhood, hated public speaking, would avoid it at all costs. Like it made me so nervous, but something clicked in high school where I was like, actually, I like this. I like having to think about what I'm saying as I'm saying it and be quick on my feet and blah, 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 and monitor my own vocal fillers and such things. And then from there, history. But I haven't been doing that much video lately. So it's like, even if you're, if you feel great and really comfortable doing video, but you haven't been doing it, then it can help you dust the cobwebs off of just exactly. putting yourself out there again. Cause I say, I've been like whispering into closets for a little while where it's like, I've been doing video in my own little private space, but not on my pages or one story every now and then that's actually a video and then not. So it can just help you kind of rebuild that consistency muscle. And I liked what you said about the journey, like we got to get in the car and it's like, right. If you want to get stronger, you have to put in the reps. I've been working out more this year than I have in a while. And it's like, she can't do the push-ups for me. I have to do it. Exactly. I got to do that squat. <laughs> like, exactly. I'm not going to build any strength if I don't actually put in the reps. You know, I mean, if I could just wish a healthy diet and muscles onto my body, believe me, I would be doing it. Right. <laughs> but that's and, not how it works. Yeah. Just like with writing and the only way to feel more comfortable and to really find your voice is just to like keep using it so much that all the the chatter and the shoulds like melts away because that's the thing. And I know when I used to teach public speaking, my students would get up and have this news anchor voice and I'm like, that is not what you talk like. You do not actually need to talk like that. And people do that a lot on podcasts, I've noticed too. And some on video, but more so on podcasts. And I, every time I talk about it, I, I forget what it actually sounds like. But there is this podcasting voice where people put on this radio announcer voice, which is fine and cool and entertaining to some degree. But I just wonder, are you aware that you're actually speaking differently <laughs> right now than you actually would? So it's good to like just get it out there, get the hiccups out. Or like when you turn a sink on for the first time in months and it kind of sputters, spit, 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 and then you got the flow. So yeah. Okay. So that's the challenge. Okay. I know what I want to talk about. I want to talk about what you did do, even though you're, you're still creating and you're launching and all of these things. When you were preparing for maternity leave, you mentioned that you had batch created some content ahead of time. So what did you do to prep for that? So I did video collaborations. I invited biz buddies to create video content for my YouTube channel. So I would continue to keep my hub content, which is my YouTube channel, um, populated while I was gone without having to do all of the videos myself. I loved, I did this with Roman and it was one of my favorite things because it was such a win-win. And I love, love, love creating win-wins because it's a win-win in the sense that I'm putting content on my channel um, that I'm only partly involved in. So it's not 100% all on me creating all the stuff, like creating dozens of videos and doing all the work on the back end. Um, And it's a win because my audience is now getting an opportunity to get introduced to new people who have different perspectives and new things to teach them. Mm-hmm. So I, I loved that part of it. So what I did was I asked a couple of people to come on, create content for the channel. And then I did this a few months ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And then I allowed about, you know, four to six weeks on the back end to kind of pull all of the things together. So all of the scheduling, all of the optimization, all of the editing and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So then I could get it all scheduled up onto my channel. So you schedule the videos onto your YouTube channel, you optimize all the metadata, create the custom thumbnails, get that all scheduled, write the emails, get those all scheduled, coordinate them so that they're going out at the same time. Yeah. And boom, bang, bam, done. That is beautiful. And with those videos, because I was thinking about that when I was having this conversation with Adrian about the podcast, I'm like, well, right now I'm just batching and I'm just going to have, you know, the conversations locked and loaded. However, ultimately thinking about how it could go on without me, it's like, 
I could just be like, Hey, Holly, you want to talk about something <laughs> and then put it up on halftime empires? Like, so what did you guide people with? Like, what did you send them a list of questions or you had talked about it ahead of time? How did they know what content they were actually creating for their videos? It was kind of like, it was a collaboration, a discussion. We talked about, I came to them. Some of them I came to to with ideas because I had ideas that I thought would be great. Um, A great uh, mix of what they know mixed in with what my audience wants to know. Right. And how that kind of um, cross pollinates with video. Yeah. So there was a lot of that some people were video people. So I had um, some video people come on and talk about some some different video things. I had a podcaster come on. I had um, Amy Woods of uh, Content 10X come on and talk about repurposing video. So it was a lot of like, um, I, I, the word is escaping me. So if you hear me like bouncing around all these different words, I'm trying to think of one word and baby brain for real. Challenge accepted. I'm like, give it to me. I have pregnancy brain, but let me see. <laughs> what are the I, words? I'm trying to think of like the cross. I, I keep wanting to say cross contamination and that is not the right word. <laughs> the overlap. Yeah. It's like, yes, exactly. Maybe like in the, the Venn diagram. It, there was, or yeah. if we were in a corporate boardroom, the synergy. <laughs> synergy. Yes. <laughs> there was a lot of synergy in the content that was being pulled um, and, and it all kind of related back to video. So the yeah. conversations kind of uh, stemmed from what do you have that is your zone of genius that kind of cross connects with video, how that mm-hmm. kind of can relate to video. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so then they would just record it and then upload the raw file and then you handled it off from there to edit exactly. and get it ready so that it would be a, a fit for your channel. Yeah. Now, I gave them like an example and then I set up a Trello board. I'm kind of organized. You um, are. <laughs> well, because it's your highest values and we're all organized in what we care about. So that's yeah. just further evidence that this is really what you love to do because we're naturally organized, focused, and disciplined in the ish that we care about. Exactly. So when someone's like, oh, I can't do that. And it's not, you can't, you, you just don't want to do that. You don't want to. That's totally okay. (laughs) That is totally fine. The sooner you can recognize that, the sooner you can move about the cabin and actually enjoy your life without the shame and guilt of shitting and thinking you should care about that. Okay. Now I have a question about YouTube. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm this is ridiculous. I'm just going to say it, but I feel like I'm too old for it. Like I, and I know I'm not. And, but it's like, I used to create YouTube videos back in the day and then I would embed them into my blog post. And then I know it's a no, no, but I did it anyway, just so that the content is there. But like, I just automatically published the not Tim empires podcast over there, even though it's totally not what YouTube would want. Cause it's just an audio video, you know, where it's just the cover photo of the podcast. But I'm like, I do love video. Is it, is it like who's YouTube? It just feels like a lot of work because I don't love editing video. And that's why I love live streaming because it's just, it's happening and then it's done for better or worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, is there, is there a way to half ace YouTube or is it like not even worth it and just stick to live streaming? Like if I did a live stream, is it worth putting it onto YouTube? What are your thoughts for people who like are dibble dabbling over there? Well, I'd say first get clear on, you know, why. Yeah. The the main thing I tell people, and I literally say like, if you don't know the answers to these four questions, put your camera down and walk away. Uh And they are the four pillars of pre-production. This is foundational stuff. It's why, who, what, and how. Okay. So first, why? Why? Besides the fact that people are like, YouTube, 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 like why YouTube for you? Like you need to get clear on that. Yeah. It is powerful. It is amazing. But if you don't like it and it's draining, then it's not, you know, then there's a missing connection there, right? Yeah. I don't ever force anybody to do anything just because it's the thing to do. Right. And I'm using air quotes. I keep forgetting people can't see me. I'm used to video. (laughs) I heard your air quotes in the way that you said it. (laughs) Your emphasis was good and air (laughs) quotey. So, you know, if you need to understand why, why first? Why, why would you want to use it? How does it fit into the other components of what you're doing in your business? Mm-hmm. Because if you're just kind of using it 
just here or there or just cause, or then you're not really using it to its fullest potential. Yeah. So first clear on why. And then once you realize like, okay, this is why I want to use it. This is, this is the goal I have in mind. So then you have an objective and then you know, like, all right, I'm going to use it for this amount of time. And if I don't start seeing, you know, traction toward that goal, then maybe I might want to rethink some things. Mm -hmm. But if you don't even have that goal, like it's the X on the map, if you don't even have an X on your map, you're in your car and you're just driving around. Right. You're sipping your Slurpee. You're driving, you're driving. Then you're like, Oh, haven't I seen that before? <laughs> yeah. Hey, kids, look, Big Ben. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's first and foremost. And then going in at it, going at it with a, with a clear strategy. As far as editing is concerned, boom, bang, you can just take that off of your plate and hand it over to somebody else who true. really enjoys that. <laughs> that's true. Just like with podcast editing, like I don't want to do all of these things, but it's just the same thing. Instead of recording a podcast, I would put a little more effort on or effort on. I said on because I was thinking makeup on. <laughs> effort in and makeup on and do a video. Um, but yeah. And delegating. there's tons of different ways that you can repurpose a podcast onto YouTube that are like out of the box and just different things. It could be like an after show that's video where you discuss things with your guests mm. or mm -hmm. it could be um, Meredith Marsh did something with her podcast where she did kind of like a recap. Like she would get on video after the podcast and just kind of did like her thoughts. Mm, mm -hmm. And I thought that was great and brilliant. Um, there's different things that you can do besides just take the audio and put it onto YouTube. You can do a whole, vi um, instead of just, you can do, sorry, I'm, I get, I'm getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> do it. I love it. I love it. I'm getting excited. So I'm starting to kind of stumble over my words here, <laughs> but you can do a, recording of the podcast, but also do video of the podcast and, right. and repurpose that on to YouTube as well. Or you can just take certain audio clips and then add in thoughts or, you know, there's just so many different things that you can do. Yeah. But you need to, again, it doesn't matter if you do all those things, if you don't know why you're doing them. Right. Right. And I'm in a bare mini phase right now anyway. And so it's like, yeah. okay, realistically. But th so then the question is, what do I do with my YouTube channel when it's got like this old stuff? I don't necessarily, you know, like, what do I do? Because it's there. I don't necessarily want to delete it. Every now and then I get comments on stuff and I'm like, oh, wow. Awkward. I forgot I had that video, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Like, I don't know what to do with it. It's there and it serves some people who find the videos or find the podcast that way, you know, but it doesn't, it's not like supporting a strategic goal at the moment other than just a presence there. Yeah. I mean, I would just leave it. It's like your vacation house. You're not yeah. always using it. Right. But when you go there, it's awesome. Yeah. And I could even very simply record a new video that's a trailer that lets people know, hey, the party's over here at the podcast or on yeah, like right now. Or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the trailer can change. So you can be something like, yeah, like right now, these are my videos down here if you want to check them out. But the way that um, people are probably coming to you through that channel is they're finding you through search mm -hmm. or they're stumbling upon older podcasts, but again, probably not podcast, sorry, blog posts through search. Yeah. And I think it's like if they were searching for a guest, like a particular guest's name, then they would, that's usually probably what they'd be searching for to even find the podcast through YouTube, you know? Yep. And, and then that way too. So that's great and working for you. So that's the thing like about YouTube, like it works for you when you're not even paying attention to it. Yeah. But the more you pay attention to it, the more it works for you. Yeah. The more strategic you become about it, the more fine-tuned and targeted it works for you. Yeah. And when you say strategic, what comes to your mind when you say that? Like, you say strategic, I say... Like, what, sure. <laughs> what does so that mean? For, it's about... For me, that means like... Before you content willy-nilly, have a plan yes. for it. Have a plan, first and foremost. Reverse engineering your content. So the way that I work with my clients is 
you know, we, we go through those first four pillars of pre-production, why, who, what, how, let's mm-hmm. get clear on that straight away. Mm-hmm. Then we, we talk about your annual vision. Like, what are you doing January, February, March? What, what are you launching? What do you focus? What's your area of focus for every single month of the mm-hmm. year? Mm-hmm. Because the content you create is going to complement what you're working on, obviously, yeah. Yeah. because you really want to start planting seeds. Like, all right, let's say I'm launching XYZ program in March. I need to know that in February and January, I'm starting to plant the seeds that help people understand what, what I'm doing with this program in March, mm-hmm. you know, starting to talk about the pain points and the problems and, you know, starting to talk about solutions and starting to list build for people who are looking for this exact solution. Yeah. Yeah. Building the runway. Exactly. And helping people think about, I love the phrase from Taki Moore, and I don't know if he first said it or someone else, but I heard it from him, which is teach them what to want. Exactly. And so whatever kind of content you're creating, whether it's video, audio, text, if you would like for people to want your thing, you have to help them see why they want it. And so they can decide if they do or they don't, but you're giving them the information that helps logically lay the path when they have so many other things going on. And I also think that's an important note when we're creating content. It's like we think just because it took all this energy for us to create whatever the thing was that surely everybody saw it. And then in reality, it's like, no, or they might've seen it and forgotten, or they saw like three seconds of it. And then somebody ran in screaming or I'm done yelling from the toilet, you know, (laughs) like anything could be happening in that person's life. So you just got to consider that you got to keep showing up. I mean, that's the value of continually yeah. showing up because we just Con- need multiple exposures, you know. Exactly. And, and consistency is key. And then with uh, video content, there's so many different ways that you can repurpose that content. You um, want to share some? Yeah. Some so I call it pollinate. I have the seven phases of business cinema. They're the uh, phase one is a primary principles, pre-production, production, post-production. Oh my God. <laughs> This is what I'm talking about with baby brain. Post-production, promotion. No, polish, promotion, pollination. Sorry. Okay. Well, there's so, lots of P's, Holly, to consider. Yes, I like alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> so polish is like when you are finished recording the video, you're, you're optimizing the metadata, you're getting the custom thumbnail, you're polishing it, getting it ready to for its big debut, right? Mm-hmm. And then promotion is once it's published and polished, you want to start promoting it. So you, you know, you promote it everywhere you possibly can. You create sub sub you create sub pieces of that content, whether that is you pull out quotes and turn them into graphics that you use on other social platforms mm-hmm. that are more quote and graphic friendly, or you pull out little trailers or little clips, almost like a movie trailer, where it's like the best pieces to pique people's curiosity. So maybe they might get a you know a little snack. Yeah. Or they're just getting um, enough information to want to click and watch the entire video, you know, different things like that. And then as far as like pollination, pollination is what I call the repurposing because you're pollinating the content. Mm-hmm. So you can then take the content that you've created and strip and turn turn it into a podcast. You strip, you know, strip the audio out and turn that into a podcast, add in a, an intro and an outro, and that could be your podcast. Yeah. Or you can take that content and turn it into a slide share. Mm-hmm. Or you could take that content plus content from three or four other videos and turn that into like a really in-depth webinar or workshop. Yeah. And it all comes back to your own personal path of least resistance and what it is that you actually want to do because yes. as you were just saying, Okay, well, if you don't really want to be doing it or you don't have the energy or resources at this current moment to delegate the stuff that you know you're not, then just stop. It's okay. Like find the one thing that comes most naturally to you. And like I said, for me, the best of both is live streaming because it's like, I don't have to worry about the editing part. It's there. It can serve. It's fun. And it leverages my talent for speaking extemporaneously without me getting into the dark place of like, no, do it again one more time, <laughs> which easily happens when I'm doing something that's like pre-recorded and has to be edited. I try not to do that with the podcast. I just let it flow. But that took some practice to just let it go without obsessing over, wait, and this, the same could happen. differently. Yeah. The same could happen with video. And especially when you outsource the editing and you give somebody else the power to make those cuts. Mm-hmm. 
And like, just pick the best piece. Yeah. But this also goes back to with the seven phases of uh, business cinema, pre-production is 60 to 65% of the process. So the planning. So now that, you know, you, you've gone through the four pillars of pre-production, you understand your annual vision. So, you know, the seeds that you want to plant to, you know, for the, the things that you have coming up into the future. And now you are creating that content with a purpose. It feels fun. I mean, planning, like planning this kind of stuff can really feel fun. If it is, you know, if you link it to your values and you can see how it's going to benefit you and your business and showing up. And I'll tell you that when I was pregnant with Diki, I did my one and only batch of videos <laughs> over mm-hmm. a period of two days. And it, w- it felt so great because I was consistently delivering value and showing up even though I had done it all in the two-day period. Well, I mean, editing. I didn't do much editing, but like adding the intro or the outro or whatever I did to it. Those are all, those are probably the last videos on my YouTube, to be honest, (laughs) from 2015. I think there's some live streams up there, but it felt so good. And that trimester of awesome, I mean, dude, every promotion I did in those last few months of the year in my third trimester pregnancy was so ridiculously profitable And it's because I was showing up and nurturing people and letting them see and hear and experience me. I mean, I'm convinced that that's what it was because it was the consistency, even though I didn't have to be consistent. As my friend Sue says, Susan Farrow, like you don't have to be consistent, but your business needs to be in order for you to have and see those results that you want to see. So as long as you can leverage when you do have those more creative moments and that energy in the cycles and seasons of life, then it can pay off when you do the work up front. And then give your future self the gift of just letting it ride and enjoying the comments and sharing the stories, the Instagram stories, (laughs) and letting her enjoy that part. I'm looking forward to that once the podcast is out again. So make sure you're taking a screenshot as you listen to me and Holly and tag us both on Instagram. Um, Okay, Holly, we've talked about so many good things. Thank you for sharing everything that you've shared. Is there anything we haven't discussed that you want to share, a parting thought or wisdom or nugget or encouragement or... Yes. Whatever for our fellow Naptime Empire Builder. Two things. With video, like I already mentioned, there is no competition. But the other thing that's really great about video is it attracts and repels. So mm-hmm. it will attract your people. Yeah. People who are like, you are my person. I like everything that you say, how you say it. I know I've heard this before, but I needed to hear it from you. Aww, yeah. Um, and people who are like, Ugh, her voice, Ugh, her hair. Oh, I don't, oh, this, I, I don't agree with what she's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Those aren't your people and you didn't want, you didn't want them in your, your, your house anyway. So, okay. Bye. Yeah. So that's another really powerful use or reason why I like to use video because people can immediately say like, this is my person or this isn't my person. Yes. And then you don't have to deal with people who aren't your people being in your house, wrecking the, the joint. Yeah. That's a great point. It really gives them more information to be able to self-select. Exactly. You want to be here, you don't. And it's totally cool either way, because there's somebody for everybody and multiple somebodies, really. Exactly. I think. But exactly. Yeah. Um, And then last but not least, I just want to remind everybody that you are someone's reason to smile. So don't give up. Hmm. Bless. Holly G, where can we find you? I'm going to put all the links, but for people who don't care to click the link, <laughs> where can we find you on the internet? Holly G Studios and Holly G Studios on all of the socials. Okay, cool. All right. Thank you, buddy, for taking precious time out of month three of Leland's life to be able to record this podcast, which will show up on YouTube. <laughs> I can't wait. I hope somebody finds it on YouTube because they're searching for you. (laughs) They find it and then they, it's very meta to hear how I'm half assing my YouTube presence (laughs) to just have it up there. Uh, We're doing all that we can with all that we know, (laughs) and that is it. And I'd like to give a special shout out and thank you to my husband who's been holding the baby this whole time. (laughs) Yes, teamwork makes the dream work. All right. Thanks, Holly. Thank you. All right, your homework for this episode, should you choose to accept it. If you haven't tried video in a while or ever, check out her video challenge, her YouTube channel for tips to help you dissolve the fear of pressing record. And as a bonus idea, you could feed multiple birds with one hand and do an Insta story with yourself on video and tag us both. 
so we can see you and celebrate you. I hope this conversation inspired you. If it did, please go leave a rating and review while you're in your favorite podcasting app, and I'll catch you next time. This show may be over, but the conversation is just beginning. Head on over to naptimeempires.com slash Facebook so you can join my free... Wait, did I say free? I'm in priceless, rapidly growing community of Naptime Empire Builders for deeper discussions, behind the scenes scoop, and of course, updates whenever I've got new stuff coming up for you. Naptimeempires.com slash Facebook. See you there. See you next time. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Good job, buddy.